John chapter 4. It's a very exciting chapter. If you have a Bible, you can turn to it. I may refer to it a couple of times. But the story is there of the lady, the Samaritan woman, who met Jesus, or Jesus met her at the well. And she was drawing water, and Jesus came to the well at midday, and he asked her if, he could draw water, if she could draw water for him. A conversation ensued, and Jesus turned the situation around and talked to her about living water. And the water that he could give, if they drank it, they would never thirst again. That lady understood that day that she had met Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, and she had her life changed. He had revealed to her. He had revealed to her about her life. He knew that she'd had five husbands. He knew that the man she was living with now was not her husband. And she realized that she had received a revelation from heaven through Jesus, that he knew everything about her. By the way, that's true for all of us this morning. He knows everything about us. He knows our open hearts. He knows our closed hearts. He knows everything that there is to know about you. That means that if you're going through a tough time, he's there. He's in the tough time with you. It means if you're on the mountaintop rejoicing, he's there with you. If you're going through a bit of pain, a bit of a bit of anguish, a bit of heartache, a bit of crisis at home. He's there with you. He never leaves us and he never forsakes us. So this lady, she had this incredible experience this day that made her absolutely passionate about God and about other people because the Bible says she immediately began to share with other people. And our theme this morning is that God is passionate about people and therefore we are passionate about people too. We care about people. We care, do we? We care about people or we should care about people. We need to care about people and we can always care about people even more and more than we already are. So I, I want to say to you this morning that that woman went from there without a single training course. She never went for a training course. She hadn't read the manual. She hadn't been to the conference. She hadn't been to, to have one-to-one -one discipleship. She hadn't been for anything except she met Jesus. And when she met Jesus, something really changed in her life. Hello? When you met Jesus, did something change in your life? If it didn't, then maybe you didn't meet him. Or maybe you met some other Jesus. All right? But if you meet Jesus, you come to faith in Christ, then the Bible tells us that we become a new creature. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And so she met Jesus and her life changed. And immediately, without anybody telling her to do it, she began to tell people, this man is the Christ. He told me everything that I ever did. And she began to be passionate about what had happened in her heart and sharing it because she wanted other people to have the same joy that she was experiencing. And the Bible says many people believed because of the testimony of that woman. They believed because of her testimony. And then went into the city and talked to, to people in the city. And the Bible says that from there, people came out of the city. They want to hear him for themselves. And they sat with him for two days. And the Bible says that some had believed because of the testimony of the woman. And others believed because they had heard him for themselves. Passionate about people. What happened in my life? What happened in your life when you believed? When you became a believer, when you became a follower of Christ. Can you imagine? She, she'd had five husbands and she was living with a man who wasn't her husband. And God used even her. 
in that difficult situation. Never disqualify yourself because of your background. Never disqualify yourself because of where you've been, who you've been with, and what you've been doing. She did not qualify according to what some people would judge. She can't do that. She can't make that difference. She can't have, she can't have the power, the, the authority, the, the right to do that. Don't believe her. Hey, it's not like that. I want to tell you, when you come to faith in Christ, the Bible says you become a new creature. And when God says the old is gone, the old is gone. And the new has come. The old is gone and the new has come. You know, when you get a new, you get a new three-piece suite at home, you know, you get new furniture, new dining table and chairs, and the old goes. When you come home tomorrow night and the new has come, you don't see the old anymore. You only see the new. And the Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, God has removed from us our transgressions. We are committed to trying to touch and impact the lives of people with the love of Christ, to see them come to Christ and to help practical people, practical needs in people's lives. Bring help to people who are in need. And we need to continue to encourage you and spur you to good works so that we continue to do that continually. You know, we never, we never can know fully what the impact is of our words. The Bible says a little bit further down from here when the disciples come to Jesus, they're like, you know, hey, come on, have something to eat. Jesus is like, you know, I have meat to eat that you don't know about. I, you know, I'm, I don't need my sandwiches and my blue ribbon right now. It's like, it's like you know, when, when I was working in the last three days, been doing some data input on the computer, and my wife would come and she'd, she'd start talking to me about something. And you know, you know when you go and you talk to your husband about something, and you know that he's hearing you, but he's not listening. <laughs> she had that feeling, you know what I mean? I was hearing her, but I wasn't listening. I was so into what I was doing. And so she'd come from time to time. She'd, are you still, are you still, are you still working on that? I'm still working on it. You know, and she'd say something and 10 minutes later, I'd say, what was that that you said? You know, there was a little, little comma or something came into my processing, you know, what was it you said? You're so devoted. You're so committed to what you're doing. And that is what was happening with Jesus when, when he was committed to ministering to this woman and the disciples come and said, has somebody given him something to eat? No. You know, there's those moments when you're not hungry for food. You're committed into something else. There's something else really, really going on, and you're committed into that. Okay? And so that is what was happening. And so Jesus said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. I wonder, I wonder how passionate we get about people, about changing people's lives, about being there to help people who are in need, about standing by people, about doing something that makes a difference in people's lives. It doesn't need to be in India. It doesn't need to be in Africa. It can be here in Milton Keynes. It can be in your own home. It can be in your own neighborhood. You know, it can just be to, to bless somebody who's here. And this week, you know, Mark, Mark shared with us this morning the, the praise report that Somebody had written a letter. I don't think you said it in this service, but he said it in the first service. Somebody wrote a letter this week. He got a letter saying they'd been in church on Sunday and it had so lifted them. Now, those are the type of letters we like to get. All right? The other letters that some of you write from time to time, do a double take before you write it. Think to yourself, do I have time to waste on this letter and does somebody have time to waste to read it? Okay? You know, it's like, hey, come on. You know, whatsoever things are good and pure and of good report and whatever, think on these things, the Bible says. So he, he shared that, and I, I was so encouraged to hear that this morning. It's like, I think I even shouted out, that's the type of letter we need to receive, you know. 
If you think you have the right to criticize someone, make sure you've done the praise as well. Okay, make sure you do the praise and build relationship and then maybe you have a right to make some other comment and we'll listen to you. So here we, here we are this morning and I want to tell you that we had an email, it came, to, it came on the website and Billy pulled it off and sent it, forwarded it to me. A little girl, small girl, who was a fanatical swimmer training for the Olympics, she and her mom and her brother came along to the church about 38 years ago. And she contacted us, and she, she came to a kids' meeting, the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-precursor of DK Kids, Discovery Kids. She, she was coming 38 years ago to that, and she wrote on this email that she, would, she had come to that at our house and that I had introduced her to God. And she's now in New Mexico, in the States, been through a very tough time in her life, but she's now serving the Lord, and she'd found a church in New Mexico that she had tried to model on what she'd found in church when she was here. Isn't that amazing? 38 years ago, there's a minister in this city who is leading a church in this city, and he also came to our kids' club. He was in our kids' club as a young guy, and he's now a minister in a church in this city, and he sat and listened to the stories in Kids Club and heard his first introductions to the gospel and to knowing, knowing the Lord. We have a staff member who's even here this morning, and uh, she came to our tent missions. We used to do tent missions. We had a marquee, and we went out. We pitched the marquee on Fishermead, one of the places. That's where she came into contact with us. She was five years old. And when she came to work here in, in, in the church, she, she looked and saw me and said, I know you. You did children's stuff near to where I live all those, all those years ago. We don't know the impact of what we are doing today is going to have in years to come. We don't know. What I do know is this, that sometimes, sometimes we are sowing here and we're reaping there. That's how it works, by the way, in the garden. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got some stuff I've planted over here, but I've got some stuff that I'm reaping on this side as well. Sowing and reaping. A year, years and years ago in the 90s, Rachel, who was standing at the back there, and one or two of the other uh, members of, of our team in 90s. This is 219, so that's when Rachel was even young. Um, and uh, so in those days, they went to Poland on short-term mission. Rachel was leading a mission trip. We sent a van load of people out there. They went and they preached the gospel in some parts of Poland. Then a Polish lady who gave her life to Christ at that time. She was a young lady. She comes to live in Scotland. And John and Myra meet this lady. And she tells John and Myra, I gave my life to Christ when some people came from UK and they came to Poland. And John and Myra said, oh, we know those people. Isn't the world small? Our team goes to Poland. The lady gets saved. Years later, she comes to Scotland because they need missionaries in Scotland nowadays. And uh, so she comes to Scotland. She meets John and Myra. And then they find out that she came to Christ through the same church that they'd gone out as missionaries from. I'm telling you, friends, that is what we have to understand. That God is amazing. And God's, God's intelligence is far greater than our intelligence. And the work of the Holy Spirit is far greater than anything we can do. And friends, 
I want to tell you, we need to be there for people. We need to be there for people. People like two little boys that we have in Uganda. Two and a half years old and nine months old. Were locked in a grass thatched house by the mother who threw away the key so nobody could find it and ran away and left her kids to die. Two days later, after people had heard crying in the house, they broke the door down to find these two little children. A retired nurse in the community was brave enough at almost 60 years of age to take responsibility for these two kids. This is like two and a half years ago. She took responsibility, but now is finding it quite difficult. Sometimes she has nothing, nothing to, to give to the kids, and she's getting a little bit aged now. The kids are growing, and they're vibrant, you know, young boys. So when I go back to Uganda now, we're almost certainly going to take them into our, our little children's village, and we're going to care for them and look after them full time. That is what we're about. That's what we're trying to do. When we talk about all in and things like that, we're not talking about money. We're talking about people. We're talking about trying to make trying to make a difference in their lives today and some of the things that we're working on are trying to help us with sustainability for the future because the projects need to be sustained. And so those two little boys are being cared for. A little, a little guy comes and is looking through the wires of the fence, watching the kids in the playground. After two days, somebody goes to him and says, hey man, what, what are you doing? He says, I'm just watching. After a week, somebody goes again and says, what are you doing? He said, I'm just watching. He said, I'm just hoping it might be possible one day for me to come to school and learn like these other children are learning. We took him into school and put him on our school sponsorship program. And so now he's studying very seriously, very, very seriously studying. Little Lizzie, Nicholas met Lizzie. Little Lizzie was unable to walk. She was crippled. She'd never walked at all. She was about three years old. Her older sister, Molly, they were alone. Mom had left. Mom had left the father. Dad was an alcoholic. He's passed away now. He was HIV positive. He had AIDS and died. They were just sitting at 8 o'clock at night on a veranda outside the house, almost naked, no food, crying. Dad hadn't come home. After speaking with the community, we took them in, and they became a part of our children's village, and we care for them. Three children that we took just recently. The father's under threat of pe from people who want to kill him because they think he was involved in something that affected their family. These children are at risk. In India, pastors are tied to trees and beaten with logs and bleed, and they suffer those things. Nobody ever in this country, you, you talk about persecution. You, you don't know what persecution is here. We don't know persecution. People speak against you, ridicule you, make a bit of fun. There, people stand for Jesus and sometimes people are beaten almost to an inch from death because people want to try to make them renounce Christ. I watched a video, part of a video, I couldn't watch it all, some time ago. A little Indian girl, maybe 20, 21. And by the way, these young people who were training in India, potentially some are going to suffer like this. Potentially they're going to suffer like this. The video showed the girl stripped down to her underwear, dragged her along the floor by her hair, beat her, kicked her, everything. Young 20, 21-year-old girl. 
Then finally they threw petrol on her and set her on fire, burnt her to death. That's what some people do for the sake of the gospel. But they are passionate about people because God is passionate about people. And we are passionate about people and so we support some of these people. And I want to say to you this morning, don't become weary in doing good. Our time is gone. We are closing in a moment with prayer. But I want to ask you, when it comes to time to commit to mission to support projects that we're doing, you're going to be supporting young people who may face this type of challenge that I've just shared with that little girl. We're supporting children who live in really circumstances that you would go to the RSPCA if you found a dog being treated like that. They need care. They need love. And we're not, we're not experts at what we do. We don't profess to be experts. But what we do say is that we are passionate. We want to try and work with people and make a difference. So tomorrow night and Tuesday when we share more about India and more about Uganda and when you come and enjoy your supper and spend time with us learning and hearing, I hope and pray that God will put something into our hearts for some of us to go. Some of us to come as short-term volunteers. Some of us to go longer term. Some of us to pray. Some of us to give. And all of us to stand together, shoulder to shoulder, in whatever we can do to make it possible. John and Myra Thompson go to, go to Mongolia. Start when there's five Christians. Now there's 41,000 Christians. If that doesn't make you say hallelujah, praise God, then I don't know what's wrong with you. You're brain dead. Your spirit's barren or something. It's like, folks, that's what it's all about. And they're now sending missionaries out from Mongolia to other countries. That is what we're involved in. So let's stir our hearts. Let's lift up our eyes as Jesus said. Look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. Don't spend your time with your head down in your career and in all the other things you do. Down the gym every night and whatever, whatever. Please, enjoy those things. But remember, that's not what life's all about. There's a greater purpose. We are passionate about people. So Father, we ask you to just... Help our hearts to ooze with this theme and our lives as we outwork it so that we may touch other people and make a difference. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.